Welcome to Stock Odds, Odds, and End podcast. I'm Dave Singh here with Rob Friesen, getting ready for the week ahead. Good evening, Rob. How's everything? Not bad. We're going to uh, have it done on Saturday here, which is nice for people that uh, want to prepare a little better. Um, but um, we don't have the futures open, so <laughs> we won't know <laughs> what the Sunday night futures are doing. But anyway, um, we're we're also uh, Dave and I were also discussing to um, add some video, meaning that you'll be able to listen as well as see. Um, so that will we'll plan that for next time we meet. But for today, it's still audio. So it's nice to show and tell, don't you think? Yeah. Because otherwise we talk nice about levels and numbers and people can't see it. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll come up with something a little better there. Um, anyway, it's uh, been an interesting week. We had uh, quite a few events this week, right? We started off on, on Monday. And uh, that was kind of a bit of a follow through from the Friday little rally we had and then uh, kind of seemed to start on an up note and uh, it was you know the first full week of Friday and so we had turn of the month seasonality um, so Monday and then we had um, Friday first Friday as well so uh, but going forward as, as you mentioned during, before the call here that uh, there's not a lot of uh, seasonality data this next week so we got a a bit of a lull on that until we get into mid-month seasonality. Um, but anyway, let's just go and review a little bit of how we ended up through this week. So we had a lot of um, of the bigger stocks on Monday, like Amazon, Alphabet, all that from the week before. They kind of rolled over and um, they were weaker. And bank stocks were also quite weak. Regionals were, were quite weak. And we had some, some PMI data, um, construction spending, ISM, and stuff like that. And then Tuesday, we got we had some economic concerns uh, just about the economy slowing down. And so we, we had this sell-off. So we ended up kind of starting okay. And then by the end of the day, it was uh, selling off pretty, pretty good, which led us into uh, Friday, where we had uh, FOMC policy decision. And we we got our 25 basis point hike, which was expected, right, Dave? That yeah. was pretty much in, in the cards. Um, but uh, the market didn't really like the uh, Q&A period that much because uh, volatility hit again uh, as the Q&A started at 2.30 Eastern time. And then we sold off in the afternoon quite significantly. And then Thursday... You know, we uh, we followed through, and uh, you know these uh, regional banks were were getting smoked pretty good. Um, and then we had uh, Friday. We came in with the you know unemployment numbers and things like that. And basically, the the takeaway was interesting because. It seems to me that the Fed is probably going to still have a few more hikes. So where the market was kind of positioning itself for cuts later in the year. And and, and, and to some degree, the, the Fed uh, forecasting tool uh, from the CME still suggests that. But um, with the unemployment, like they're not getting the, uh, the, the unemployment to where they'd like, but 
it shows that the economy is strong mm -hmm. um, and still strong after nine uh, rate hikes we've had. So um, I think that the, the general take on that is, well, we're going to be okay. We're not going to go into that bigger, deeper recession that, that was the fear before. So I think that's why the markets um, gotten through the Fed week here with with a, a rally that uh, closed closed out the week. We didn't get back to you know the high of Monday or anything like that, but we we certainly had a good rally with contributing factors. Apple's earnings were good, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Apple was up. Apple was up significantly. And then um, we had, had banks come roaring back on Friday. Uh, I mean, some of these numbers are, are you know, massive. Now, remember, if something goes down 50%, it takes 100% to get back to where it started, right? Yep. So, so these numbers sound huge, but of course, consider where they all came from. Uh, PacWest was up 81.7% on Friday. <laughs> In one day. Right? Uh, Western Alliance was up 49.2. So um, KRE, which is the regional bank ETF, one of them, um, that was up 6.3%. We had uh, Microsoft, you know, hit a, a new 52-week high. That's pretty good, considering all the things that have happened um, in this last year. Uh, Microsoft hitting a brand new 52-week high. Of course, we know what's fueling a lot of that is the uh, AI situation, and um, you know they're still still one of the stronger companies out there. Which is a, you know, I mean, we've seen such interesting in these these companies that have been around for a long time. Some of them uh, they lose their edge, and uh, Microsoft has managed to, you know, stay in the in the mix and and actually continue to come up with new things and stay relevant right mm -hmm. i mean we all use their software we, we can't get away from it it seems and uh now with uh, the uh, chat gpt and other things that uh, are all going on it's very interesting uh, to watch that company anywho um so let's look at, at year to date as this is a, a friday's close the nasdaq's up 16.9 S&P's up 7.7, Dow's up 1.6, Midcap's up 1.3, and the Russell is down 0.1 year to date still. So that's interesting. Um, so there we have it. Uh, that's the Sanco de Mayo close out. <laughs> and now we have uh, the 6th of May, we had, had a coronation and uh, well, we got uh, Canada's going to have uh, the king on our money there. So just so you know. And uh, a good friend of mine uh, actually uh, grew up with him. And uh, he was uh, he, in his band played at our wedding when my wife and I got married. But anyway, uh, he was uh, singing at the uh, Royal Albert um, venue there for the um, coronation. Um, promenade or whatever they call it prom so uh yeah he he was singing there so that was pretty cool really uh really neat guy brian dirksen is his name so i think he did about four or five songs or something so um 
pretty cool. He's just uh, lives about 20 minutes from me here. So <laughs> anywho, um, in other news, let's uh, focus on this, the heat map here. I'll just do the one week first. So the one week, Microsoft was up 1.1%, Apple up 2.29%, NVIDIA 3.35, Tesla 3.5. Down, Meta was down for the week, 3.14. It had its good week the week before, right? And Google as well, uh, down 1.65. And uh, Exxon for the week was down 8.16, Chevron down 4.96, so big moves there. Um, and last Friday, Exxon and Chevron both had a move, right? But then this week they were down huge and the whole oil patch was down, except for uh, Friday. Uh, so when we roll to the uh, one-day performance, um, Exxon was up 2.49 on Friday, Chevron was up 2.55, and Apple was up 4.69, Microsoft 1.72, uh, Tesla 5.5. So. You know that was just Friday's action. So and and when you couple that with what happened for the week, it's it's quite quite amazing what we saw on Friday. And uh, going to the groups. So for the day, energy was up 3.14 as a leader on Friday. Financials were next at 2.52, tech 2.46, and leading uh, or the or the lagging the most was the consumer defensive was down the most uh, was up but but lagging and then utilities next and so on but for the week technology was was up the most 0.69 healthcare 0.59 utilities 0.44 and at the bottom was energy 4.18 so it's not amazing dave like to think about um you know for the one day we had energy up 3.14 Mm -hmm. But still, for the week, it was down 4.18%. So no. pretty significant there. Financials were down too. <clears throat> the Friday was just really huge it performance. It, it was. And so, you know, the consideration is, um, like, how much stock do we put in Friday's move? You know, so it was, so Wednesday, we kind of tapered off with the Q&A period. Thursday, we had significant follow through on the negative side after Wednesday. And then Friday was the you know turnaround day, and it was substantial. But how much how much weight do we give Friday, mm -hmm. right? For planning for next week. Well, you had the thought when we talked about this before was we kind of came back to the midpoint on the S and P, right? Mm -hmm. So not really making. A new high or anything like that relative to the week before um you know we didn't close on the high this week so so it might you know it might have just been a relief rally short covering rally um there could be something else over the weekend here that still triggers some negative sentiment could be economic could be geopolitical could be war could be the end of the world <laughs> right uh -huh. it's these days are kind of like if you don't like today well just wait till tomorrow it'll be be something different we've been kind of going back and forth like that um so why don't you rattle off what what economic uh, things do we have to look forward to this week and what might the market be concerned about and we also have a lot of earnings too yeah 
So in terms of economic reports and Fed speak, uh, Monday we have wholesale inventories. Tuesday we have uh, some Federal Reserve Governor speaking, Phillips. And Wednesday we have some actual data, consumer price index, core CPI. Thursday we have producer price index, core PPI, some jobless claims, and then Friday is import price index. So the theme for this week will be how prices are doing, right? So this will give us color as to inflation. Is it, is it still declining? Is it stabilizing? Is it going to go back up? So I think this will shed some light as to how inflation is doing. And uh, that's the major, major theme for the week. In terms of earnings, um, there's still a lot of earnings, many different sectors coming out this week. Um, some of the notable ones are PayPal on Monday. Monday also has things like 3D Systems, Devon Energy, KKR, and it's just a lot, Western Digital. Tuesday, we have Airbnb. That could give um, some idea of how travel is holding up. We also have a lot of energy stocks, um, H&R Block, Jacobs Engineering, so industrials, energy, just a lot on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have Disney. That's a big one, so that'll affect the Dow. Um, again, and just many, many stocks on uh, throughout the week. And then Thursday, the same thing. Um, CRISPR, CRSP, that's in your ARC funds. Um, so it's not just, it's it's just all across the board, many sectors. So that's why I posted it in, in our, our group chat. Um, so that's that. And seasonality, it's a little bit too early for mid-month seasonality, but I think we start on Friday with the first day of it. And uh, this month is expected to have a, a robust mid-month seasonality for the S&P 500, especially the Russell, and then Qs are, are strong as well. So I think next week we'll cover that, but it may start as early as this Friday. Yeah, that's that's in terms of the almanac, that's what I have. <clears throat> okay. You know, it's interesting looking at the um, cross-section of, you know, the 11 sector ETFs, um, just looking at, you know, performance for the week, the month, the quarter, you know, year to date. And um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, healthcare and utilities still pretty good uh, on the month and on even on the week. But um, you saw, you know, massive massive uh, disruption in, in the financials um really bad year so far on on energy xle uh, down 8.28% year to date and uh, what's been the surprise is uh, you know i think meta and the communications sector we, there were some other uh, stocks in the communications that were pretty strong too that's up 21.55% year to date that's the strongest uh 21.54 for xlk um, so, wonder about the basic materials. Uh, it's again tied to the dollar a lot. So let's take a look at um, where we stand with the U.S. buck here. So now that we've had that um, interest rate hike last week, Wednesday, we're we we actually pushed down once, you know. It was announced. It sort of pushed down, and um, then we closed out the week kind of on a sideways note here. Um, but I would I would say that uh, 
the market's probably looking for a little bit more leniency uh, on this uh, rate hike thing. So I, I would still say that from a rate hike perspective, I think the dollar will stay in, in its general area, if not decline a little further, right? Mm -hmm. And so that might help our metals. Um, now, gold had a really bad day on Friday. Um, but on Thursday, did you know what notice what it did? It popped above the 2050 area quite severe and uh, then pulled back. So um, you know I like I like the prospects for gold only because we've got this debt ceiling problem still. We have you know every crook and cranny uh, asking for handouts for money money's going out the door like you know there's no tomorrow which there might not be tomorrow <laughs> yeah. that's funny right like money's going out the door like there's no tomorrow yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so so there's a lot of uh, a lot of expenditure pressure on the uh, on the buck and uh that might that might help gold, you know, continue to stay stay elevated here. So even though I had a bad day on Friday, I would say we, we still should stay fairly positive on the metals. And bonds, what are they signaling, Dave? They're um, I mean, still in that range that we've had since uh, mid-March. Like we're right smack in that range. Haven't been able to break out of it either way. So just kind of choppy. And uh, energy is uh, kind of a surprising thing. We really had a low set on Thursday. When the market melted down uh, on Thursday, uh, energy went with it, which is why it made you know the entire week so bad. But on Friday, we had a really good day. When you look at uh, – go take a look, David, at, at a chart of crude there, West uh -huh. Texas. Um, you know, it's not – it's not quite a hammer, but that uh, that candle that we had there, uh, um, it penetrated below the March low, mm -hmm. and then it re retraced and closed almost where it had opened. And then the next day we built on that. So I wonder if that was a bit of capitulation. We did have some elevated volume on the sell-off and not bad volume on that uh, hammer-like bar. So um, it may have may have found another bottom temporarily so i would i would pro probably lean a little bit more to giving energy some room to come back um so if i was looking at mean reversion for what happened last week i would give an upside allowance to oil this, this week would would that be reasonable uh, yeah that's totally reasonable okay just that upside allowance for mm -hmm. it right so um let's let's give uh let's give the basic materials a little bit of allowance let's give uh, energy some allowance um financials did roar back but i mean they're kind of so sketchy still that i don't trust them too much um healthcare has been green you know all year and stuff and it's pretty pretty reliable overall it gets a little bit dicier when you get into the russell 2000 biotechs biotechs are you know you can you can knock it out of the park or they can you know <laughs> the ship can sink it's one of those areas, um, not as stable as, of course, your Johnson and Johnsons and 
you know, Mercs and, and, and healthcare stocks like that. Um, so there is a difference. When we say healthcare, it, it includes the biotechs, but there's a big difference between small cap biotechs and a company like Johnson & Johnson. So, um, so industrials and healthcare, you know, kind of your mid midpoint stuff that hangs in there and um, technology, of course, and discretionary, more sensitive to this, the sentiment that's out there, you know, like how we come in and start the week and what people are thinking. So um, let's just take a look at our indices here again. So looks like NASDAQ is the strongest of them all since we closed at the top of the range for the week there. Um, it does, I don't know if I would lean on that as resistance. I mean, I think that's it's possible to say it needs to firmly break above that before we're committed. But um, if it if the sentiment is there and it's a risk on, um, it could easily build on what it did on Friday. Uh, Russell had a good day too, but it's still way down know in its performance from everything else obviously we mentioned that earlier 0.1% down for the year where you know nasdaq and the techs are all up handsomely for the year so um i would i wouldn't get too excited about russell and you know it might it might be something where it's a summer rally you know where the small caps shine then after the, the russell rebalance it's potentially uh, when things come in. It may start earlier than that. I don't know. Um, you know, it could start in June when they release the uh, Russell rebalance preliminary list and stuff. We could maybe see the Russell come into more focus, but uh, right now it's uh, it's a bit, you know, it's a bit weaker than the other markets. So uh, anything left on your agenda here? No, I'm just looking at the S&P 500, which are the best performers year to date. Of course, NVIDIA is the first one, right? 96%. But the fourth right. one is GE, General Electric. It's usually a boring stock. It's up 53% right, right. year to date. And uh, that's kind of a surprise. Now, what, is, that what, is, what, is GE, what has GE got going for it that's, uh, you know, turned it around like that? There's that also, 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 GE Healthcare is up 35%. So it's industrial. I mean, it's just I mean, the, chart, the, chart, the chart looks like <laughs> just a straight line smooth and steady up like there's nothing else going wrong in the world <laughs> well well you know you're right about that it's very interesting so um you know for trend traders that's something that they could buy on pullbacks i guess i uh, don't know when the party's going to end looking at the financials on it um the pe currently is sitting at 14.65 but the forward pe is 2507 so it's got a lot riding on eps this year and even you know the next year and the next five years, it's got a, a fair amount riding on that. The book value on it is twenty nine oh six. It's currently sitting at uh, hundred bucks, right? So price to book is three point four five. It's a different company than it was you know twenty years ago, though. I mean, it spun off financials, um, you know, it's healthcare things like that. So it's. Uh, it's a very different company. I'd, I'd like to take a closer look at what 
what is really going on in that hole? <laughs> it's not it's not a stock that I, I've spent much time digging into um, myself. No, I usually think of it as a boring stock, right? And here it is. Well, on that note, on that note, haven't we said boring is beautiful, right? Yeah, but fifty-three percent year to date—it's barely May for GE. <laughs> you know, I, I want to mention—you know—sometimes if, um, let's say, a trader is struggling and you know wants to sort of rectify their situation, um, one approach, you know, is to just take one stock and really focus on becoming like a surrogate specialist in it. Um, and I, I know people that you know, have traded just one stock like GE before and they be, you know, become very, very good. They know when it's business as usual or when it's not, you know, when it's Abbey normal or normal, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they just, they know the stock they get really well. I mean, even Dennis Dick, for example, um, you know, for many, many years, one of his go-to stocks that he traded every day pretty much was Johnson and Johnson. Um, so I just recommend that if, you know, if that's something you need to do, to uh, change your situation, just to focus literally on one stock and become uh, super in, in like intuitive, which is a product of experience and a product of following your rules and, and stuff like that. But then do it. You know, you owe it to yourself to to change your situation. So if you're struggling, that might be one idea. And I would definitely pick something that's more boring mm-hmm. than uh, something that's crazy, right? Okay. All right. We'll let you go with that. Um, Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. All right. Good luck. Thanks.